thank you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to The Daily, and I'm your host, Amy Carlin. As I've read Paul's epistles in the New Testament, I've thought about how Paul was unique among the disciples of Christ. He didn't follow the Savior during his mortal ministry, but he had a vision of the Lord on the road to Damascus and was converted by the Holy Ghost. Paul was an example of deep change and acceptance of the atonement of Jesus Christ. We can learn from his example that no matter what mistakes we've made in our lives, if we choose to turn toward the Savior, we can fulfill our potential. This, combined with the number of epistles we've been reading, led me to ask a question. How much of the New Testament is made up of Paul's writing? After some research about the King James Version of the Bible, I learned that of the 179,011 words in the New Testament, 50,190 were written by Paul. That's 28%. Another follower of Christ with a similarly impressive conversion story is the Nephite prophet Alma the Younger. Like his father, also named Alma, he made mistakes before he accepted the gospel. But unlike his father, Alma the Younger chose to fight against the Church of Christ, just as Paul did before his conversion. Paul was asked, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Alma was asked, why persecutest thou the Church of God? For the Lord hath said, This is my church, and I will establish it, and nothing shall overthrow it, save it is the transgression of my people. Like Paul, Alma was a prolific writer. There were roughly 273,725 words in the Book of Mormon. The record kept by Alma, and abridged by Mormon up to Alma chapter 44, contains about 58,495 words. This makes up 21% of the Book of Mormon. It's been helpful for me to read the many words of those who have recognized their mistakes, repented, and made a deliberate change in their lives. These men did not try to hide who they had been or the mistakes they had made. Rather, they used their own weakness to encourage those they taught about the power of the atonement of Jesus Christ. As Paul wrote, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. And as Alma taught, And it came to pass that as I was thus racked with torment, while I was harrowed up by the memory of my many sins, behold, I remembered also to have heard my father prophesy unto the people concerning the coming of one Jesus Christ, a son of God, to atone for the sins of the world. Now as my mind caught a hold upon this thought, I cried within my heart, O Jesus, thou son of God, have mercy on me, who am in the gall of bitterness and am encircled about by the everlasting chains of death. And now behold, when I thought this, I could remember my pains no more. Yea, I was harrowed up by the memory of my sins no more. And oh, what joy and what marvelous light I did behold. Yea, my soul was filled with joy as exceeding as was my pain. Yea, I say unto you, my son, that there could be nothing so exquisite and so bitter 
as were my pains. Yea, and again I say unto you, my son, that on the other hand, there can be nothing so exquisite and sweet as was my joy. In a devotional address given at Brigham Young University last month, President Russell M. Nelson reminded us, You have not committed any sin so serious that you are beyond the reach of the Savior's love and atoning grace. As you take steps to repent and follow God's laws, you will begin to feel just how much Heavenly Father and His beloved Son want you back home with Him. As we follow Paul and Alma's examples and repent, we can allow the Lord to make us into His true followers, and we can share His light with those around us. Thank you again for listening today. The Daily is brought to you by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.